0: Hello, welcome to episode 92 of the Circling South Sports podcast. This is the 28th installment of the Seattle interview series. We're approaching 30. That's, I don't know if that's cool. or It's just a milestone. But regardless, uh, this is an episode of two Charles's, two Charlie's. Uh, This is Charlie Ostrom here joining me. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list here really quick. Two-time surf cup champion. That might be a little bit of a throwback. Uh, Pac-12 academic honor roll 19 as well as 2021. Uh, Scholar odd region, all-American first team. Uh, all Pac-12 first team, all region first team, all American third team, uh, and Pac-12 defensive player of the year all this past season. So a pretty big year for you. But I mean, since the tournament, how have you been? I know we got through finals now up here uh, in the Pacific Northwest. We're getting some, some hot temperatures. So I mean, how, how have you been? What have you been up to?
1: Um, I've been good. I've just I'm just trying to get away from everything. Um, hang out with my friends and going home to see my family because I'm from Shoreline, just a little north of here, and um, just getting away mainly like mentally, especially because it can be real draining, especially with the whole COVID thing too. We had like an eight month preseason, so it was just good to get away and see family and spend time away from soccer.
0: Oh yeah, I'm definitely sure you know. Especially with uh, the interviews I do, I try to not be so. Hammer on the sports talk, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure at some point it's just like, "Hey, man, I just don't want to talk about soccer right now," you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that definitely makes sense, and it's always cool to see uh, the local guys stay home. I know, obviously, that's not always the things that people choose to do, and that's at their own leisure. But it's I, I, I do think it's cool, you know, uh, when you say I go up north and it's shoreline. I'm like, hey, that's not that far. Uh, but yeah, no, let's get into it. Uh, where would you say that your love for the game of soccer really began? Was it, you know, just playing uh, as a kid, or was there some sort of moment that stuck out to you where uh, you sort of thought that soccer would be something that you would stick with?
1: Um, so it's pretty funny because originally I was a, I was a huge Supersonics fan. So basketball was my sport. And um, I went to a couple games and then like, obviously they got taken away from us. So, I kind of had to pivot to a new sports. And then my dad started taking me to Sounders games because they were like a new club back then. And I just loved it. I like just fell in love with like watching the players and going to the games and like the atmosphere was so cool. And so I de- decided to try it out and I ended up being like pretty good. So I uh, kept going.
0: Yeah. You got some uh, extensive uh, accomplishments there. And uh, I believe it was club soccer. Uh, but yeah, even to touch back on that obvious, I remember I got, I don't remember what it was. It was courtside. I think it was uh, Milwaukee. We were playing Milwaukee. So I do have a tiny taste of Sonics basketball, <laughs> but obviously with the uh, the NBA considering expansion, that'll be something for a couple of years from now. But I mean, it, it's, it's better now, I guess that we have a timeline, but uh, yeah, like you were saying, especially with uh, the Sounders, they have such a unique atmosphere, which is good to have, especially if you're a younger fan. Um, so you, you pivot there and you, you, you learn about your talents in the soccer world. Uh, obviously as, as well, uh, club soccer, what was your recruiting process like? And was there any difficulty in deciding where you wanted to, uh, go to university or did you kind of know, uh, that you would end up in purple and gold? How did that whole process go for you?
1: Um, so at first, like I was just, I would talk to my parents cause, uh, I definitely lean on like my, my dad and mom a lot for like decisions I make and, um, they were just saying like just keep your options open. And originally I was like looking at schools like Stanford, I went to like UCLA camp. I like talked to Yale a little bit and stuff, but they didn't have as strong programs like I wanted. And um I had like really I like I I had met the UW coaches a bunch of times, I'd been to a bunch of games. I'm from here and then like I love when my parents come to the games and like family. So I kinda always wanted to come here, but like I definitely was reaching out and Exploring my options, but I always wanted to be a dog because I've always been a huge Huskies fan. Isaiah Thomas, all those guys,
0: yeah. I can definitely tell the the hoop the hoop backstories there, and I mean it fits because I mean Seattle has been a hoop city, so that that is cool to see. But yeah, no, it is it is interesting, you know, that you you kept your options open. Obviously, Stanford's Stanford and Yale aren't even UCLA; those aren't schools to scoff at. So it's interesting to see how those you know you take a look at them, but. Um, like you were saying, I'm sure that there were some things that were just better pros um, than other places. Uh, and that led you to Berkeley gold, obviously. Um, so I'm sure you, you knew a bit about the university, uh, like you were saying, um, but was there anything that stuck out to you about, you know, the, the soccer program or just the school in general, when you arrived uh, on campus in your freshman year, was there anything that sort of hit, sort of hit you by surprise or did you kind of already have that general understanding of what it was like um, on Montlake?
1: Um, so like when I first, um, are you talking about the recruiting process or for when I first came in?
0: Oh yeah, no, when you first came in, sorry.
1: When I first came in, it was just like, the culture is just unbelievable. Like like the coaches, obviously, um, Jeff Rowland, Jamie Clark, Rich Reese, Chris Gores, all those guys, like when I first came in, just like made me feel so at home. And like especially the older guys too would just like just like kind of take you under their wing. And I got really close to like a bunch of the older junior guys because we wanted a trip to Brazil when I first got to UW, which was super fun. And like it's just like the culture here is just unbelievable. Like it's it's really like a family and they treat you like that. And I think like my favorite part about when I got there it was just like how much the guys just hang out with each other. It's like, it's like our own little like fraternity kind of, it's like, we literally just spent all our time together. And that's just like been the best part for me.
0: How did you approach your freshman year in 2018 on the field? Were you just kind of in a state that I'm here to learn right now and just, you know, soaking information from the older guys, did you, were you maybe a little bit nervous or did you kind of come in with confidence? How did you really just step into that year uh, on the field in 2018?
1: Um, I was super nervous. I was I was definitely terrified when I first got in because I'd had a pretty hard club coach and that can like definitely hurt your confidence. But mm. slowly, uh especially like after well, interesting story, freshman year, we were in the tournament and in the first or second round we went to a PK shootout and I missed my PK and we got knocked out and I just remember like being on the field just like just like crying. And then like my teammates all came to me and like my coaches and they all just like kind of like built me back up. And then like that next season I was like starting and like just way more confident. And it just goes to show how good the culture is here and how like supportive our group is. So, but like, yeah, definitely as a freshman, I came in super nervous and I thought I was going to play more and didn't play that much. And it's like definitely a shock when you go from playing a lot in club and going to a new program and not getting a lot of minutes
0: how would you say that obviously I'm sure there's a lot of things that you could point at, but how would you say that you've changed since that freshman year, whether it be, you know, as a person or, um, on the field? Cause you know, like you said, with, with COVID last year, I mean, that's the whole off season. I don't know. How'd you approach that? And I do want to address that in a second here, but how would you say that you've changed whether as a player or just as a person, uh, since that year in 2018?
1: My biggest thing has been my attitude um, when it comes to like my my uh, individually like for myself I just I think I gained a lot of like confidence and kind of like that like effort feeling like if I mess up I mess up and my mm. uh, teammates and coaches won't be disappointed in me if I do they just want you to like work hard and then on the other hand it was just like I was kind of a big trash talker in <laughs> high school so I think from like senior year of high school and freshman year of college to now I've definitely just grown a lot in that aspect like just being a better competitor and being mm-hmm. um like more respectful to the other team and other coaches and just being a better sport which I think just comes with maturity but yeah that's been like my biggest step
0: no that definitely makes sense it is funny to hear that because it reminds me I mean I never obviously got to that college level of soccer but it reminds me of some of the things that get said uh, on the on the soccer field there um so then like you were mentioning with the sophomore year, did you do anything going into that sophomore year uh, just to get better as a player? Cause obviously I'm sure like every year you just want to get better, whether it's whatever different aspects or just as a player as a whole, did you approach training differently, your game at all differently or how did you go into sophomore year? You played all 21 matches, the only Husky to start all 21 and help the Huskies record 12 shutouts that year, among other things. But, again back to the main point was there anything that you did differently in your approach
1: um it's just like for me it was just kind of becoming in that off season especially just kind of becoming like a psychopath kind of that's how I see it (laughs) me and some of my teammates just kind of got in this like regimen where we like I like cut out carbs for a little bit like ate a lot better because it can be tough when you come in as a freshman and like have to eat differently and your, Mm -hmm. your parents aren't cooking food for you anymore I'm sure you've you've had that experience and uh And it's just like, I just started, like I got into this like mentality of like, just trying to become like the fittest I've ever become.
0: Mm. And then
1: just mentality of like, like in my mind, just like working with the strength coach, like, like every day to like win that beep test that we do at the beginning of every preseason. It just like, it improves your mental fitness, which then improves your physical fitness in my opinion.
0: You spoke a little bit on it already, but what. Um, what has the atmosphere in that locker room been like? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, maybe a little bit more so uh, considering uh, this past year where no Husky team since 87 has won more conference games. Obviously, guys like uh, Lucas Meek, who I'm pretty sure you know pretty well, yeah. uh, Dylan Tevis, who had a great year. I mean, a lot of the guys had great years. Um, but what, what's, the, what's the atmosphere um, and the camaraderie like in that locker room, especially this last year?
1: I mean it's it's like amazing like those are all these guys like like you even like the two you mentioned Dylan Tevez and Lucas Meek like those are two of my like best friends and it's just like obviously like the freshman coming in is like always probably the biggest um like team switch but after a couple months they definitely also just really mended with the group and not having a locker room was tough it took longer and it was harder to build that chemistry up again but I think just playing again and training is just all you really need. And once we're back in the locker room this fall, I think that'll be super fun. I can't wait.
0: With that being said, you know, playing in the PAC 12, you already mentioned a couple of schools, Stanford and uh, UCLA, uh, just playing in the PAC 12. Is that something that you look forward to considering how the strength of some of the programs uh, within the conference soccer wise? And is that, you know, something as a team, you guys enjoy that challenge of playing the PAC 12 because I mean, in a majority of sports, I know there's some that that's not the case. Uh, The Pac-12 has pretty strong programs. Like if I think of obviously soccer, but as well as uh, softball, they had to play. UCLA, I think was ranked second uh, and UW got screwed with scheduling. That's another topic,
1: Um,
0: but you get the point. Uh, Is that a challenge that you, as well as the team, you know, they greet openly uh, considering the strength of those programs?
1: Yeah, we, we absolutely like love it every every Pac-12 game is it can go either way and that's what I love about it it's like even like the lowest teams in our conference like like um not to like um put anything SDSU but they have in the recent years tended to not be a stronger program and we they beat us last year at their place and then we won in overtime and they showed that like even as like the weaker team they're just as good as any one of us and I think that's pretty cool because it shows how strong our conferences, even though it might not show as well with committees like we saw with softball.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Like you were saying, that um, mm-hmm. is cool to see that sort of parody uh, where it's not like there's anybody that's just a guaranteed. You can just look at on the schedule, and, you know, kind of strike. I don't think you should ever do that, but mm-hmm. I, th- I think you get the point, you know? Um, so moving along here, is there any particular, th- uh thing uh, maybe person that you idolized that you attribute your playmaking and assists to because I believe over the past season you had the second most assists assists in the NCAA Um, so is there anything is that just something that you try to work on in your game is that playmaking or is there somebody that you looked up to where you could kind of you know take bits and pieces of that from where does the the your playmaking uh, come from in your game um I've
1: always I've always kind of looked up to guys like Marcello. Um, he like puts Real Madrid, but I just like, I love, I love the feeling of like assist because um, obviously I don't play forwards, so It's harder, it's harder to score, but like an assist feels just as good to me because like you kind of make your teammates feel better and that builds them confidence. And I think it's just like kind of that camaraderie you get when you like make the kind of like special connection on like a goal and like, they kind of feel like, oh, they might owe you one after you give them a pass like that. And I, I kind of like that feeling. It's, it's kind of a fun little game we like to do.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, this kind of ties back almost to the Pac-12, because it could be a Pac-12 answer. It could be a different, uh, different field. Do you have a favorite field that you've played on in your time at UW, or are they, is that not something that you ever pay attention to? They're all just kind of indifferent to you, or is there somewhere that you enjoy going out there and playing on that surface?
1: Um, honestly, I think my favorite field is probably Seattle U's. They have a really nice field. I really like their field.
0: Um, do you notice any sort of significant uh, difference between the Nike jerseys and the Adidas jerseys? Cause that's something that's interesting with, and speaking with Morgan Flores uh, she said that they had time to work with Nike to really build up what they liked in a Jersey, right? What felt best, how, you know, wasn't getting in the way. Um, And I know some people are one brand or the other, regardless, you know, as an, as an athlete, as a player who actually wears the stuff, is there any difference to you? Do you have a preference or you're just out there to play? You don't really care what it is.
1: Um, I grew up always using Nike and when we were changing, I was kind of frustrated, but actually like, I've grown to notice and see that like the Adidas clothing is actually a lot more comfortable than the Nike clothing, in my opinion. And um, the only thing that was difficult was just transitioning from like Nike cleats to Adidas cleats. There's a lot of wear and tear and you're cutting and like, There were a lot of blisters in the beginning from our whole team. It was it was a tough switch, but I think we've all gotten kind of used to it.
0: Just finding what works best for you, kind of a feeling out process.
1: Yeah, just yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, everything.
0: Um. Yeah. No. Like same as you, I was. I always kind of grew up using Nike stuff. Like my, I'm only using this because of what I'm wearing. Normally, I have this one, but Mm -hmm. uh, our buddy Kate Otten on the football team. I don't know why he was nice enough to give me this hat. And it's a lot more breathable. And it, I don't know, it's, I, I'm, I'm growing used to it. It's, it's kind of funny how it works, uh, but that's kind of a, a sticking point to me. Cause obviously, you know, in a lot of sports as fans, the jerseys are one thing, but when you're wearing them, I'm sure it's a whole different thing uh, depending on brand and how it feels. So that's always something that I try to see how each uh, player kind of feels about it. Um, so you spoke about it right in the beginning about how 2020 was just like an extended preseason. Um, what did you do to, if anything, what did you do to sort of keep yourself on top of your game over 2020? Because I know I'm sure that facilities were difficult to deal with and it might have been difficult to get different guys to, to train together and all that sort of thing. How did you work around 2020 and uh, what did you do to build up to uh, this, last, this past year?
1: Well, it was so weird, first of all, because when COVID first hit, we were like, all right, like worst case scenario is we're probably starting a season in the fall. And so we're like, okay, hey, like, it's probably good to get fit now. Like, let's like, I, and so I, I would run like our, first of all, our strength coach would give us like running lifts to do like Monday through Friday. And then I'd also train with this uh, personal trainer called EJ. Yep. He's like a local guy. And, um. I think like my biggest struggle was like I got shin splints in the beginning because I'd just be sprinting down like the road and not on like an actual field because like, everything was closed yeah and couldn't hang out with teammates couldn't so it was weird I was like working out with my family just a little <laughs> different and running on the street which was very painful but yeah it was it was mainly just like a mental thing I think like trying to stay positive and make the most out of the situation and try to see the moment as like a way to get better when other people maybe weren't because it's it was definitely tough to push past those boundaries
0: yeah that that makes sense uh having to adjust from you know using obviously a practice field or any field at all as compared to I don't know running on a sidewalk or something that yeah that can definitely be a, a pretty good setback but I mean um I don't know if it was how you helped train in that season or what you did leading up to 20 to one because you had the most assists by Husky since 98 long list of accomplishments that I went down, including packed hole defensive of the player of the year Uh, which I will ask, do do you look at those accomplishments? And I mean, do you give yourself a pat on the back or do you want to just continue to grow and get better? Or do you give yourself time to really kind of soak back and say, Hey, I, I did this, you know, I, that's, Defensive player of the year in the Pac-12 that's got to be you know like we were saying even with the uh, the other programs in the, the conference that's got to be a pretty significant honor. How do you really view these awards?
1: Um, I, I definitely appreciate it and I think uh, what feels even better is just like when my family gets to like experience that with me because they've kind of put me in the position to like succeed and I think what makes me happiest is just making them proud and making like all of my family proud and I'm definitely like one of those people, though, where I'm never really satisfied, and I always want to get better every year, so next year, the goal is to win it again, and maybe win even more stuff, but team-wise, not individually, because it's just been frustrating not going farther than the Elite Eight, and I kind of want to make a college cup, and we kind of make it, we kind of have a joke about the Pac-12 defensive player of the year thing, because uh, we make jokes like like with my coaches and my roommate Ethan Barlow, who won it last year. That like I'm not really a defender because I am mainly attacking. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, it it is interesting because uh, I mean we we talked about the playmaking and then you know defensive play. So I mean at least in my eyes it's like hey you've got both of them. But yeah I can I can see where that that would come from. Um, taking a look back at last year. Um, and, uh, I will, we got one more thing to touch on for last year. Cause I'm sure it's like, Hey, that happened. And you want to get away from that. Do you have a favorite game from last year? Cause like you said, with SDSU, that was a game that, uh, three to two in overtime. I'm pretty sure, uh, you guys beat Stanford when they were ranked second one to nothing, uh, back here at home. Is there a game that you remember the most or you enjoyed the most or, uh, what, what, were your, what would your, uh, pick be for that?
1: Um, it was definitely the, the Stanford game at home when we beat them, just like those games are always just like, it's ridiculous. Anyone could win that. It's, it's one play. It's one goal. It's never a two goal game. And we scored in like the 88th minute. And I just remember that game being like one of my better defensive games. I just like got into some like pretty big tackles and it just like, it's just so satisfying, especially against them. And I just remember when Dylan scored, it was just like the most like, a, like we just sprint to the sideline with all of our teammates and like jumping and it's just, you just get like shivers, it's just like the best feeling in the world.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so to take the detour back to the tournament, uh, what sort of things do you remember from the times you've been in the tournament as well as, is there anything that this team is looking to improve on heading into this season or, or is it just sort of being better as a team and working to obviously, like you were saying, get past that elite eight, get to a college cup. Is there anything that you remember from those tournaments and what sort of things do you think this team uh, would look to improve on?
1: Um, I think it was, it was a tough year because uh, like the whole obviously COVID was made everything weird, but we lost like, I think seven starters from last year to this year. So it was like inserting guys like um, Ryan Saylor and Kendall Burks at center back, like two brand new center backs who played awesome. But like, and we've all talked about this as a team, but it's just that kind of learning how to like play a little better and be a little more brave because with the new team, there's nerves and we want to get the ball quicker. um, I mean, forward quickly. Um, And I think it was just like that adjustment and getting those guys confidence was, has been big. And I think next year we're going to be even better than we were, last year. And I'm just super excited for that because we just have more tournament experience now than we've ever had before.
0: Is there anything that you specifically are training and working on now in order to, to continue to elevate your game? Cause I know um, in trying to set up, I know you, like, I think you mentioned it, you were working with a trainer. Um, is there anything that you try to work on or is it just trying to be versatile? Just trying to be uh, work on playmaking work on the defensive side. Is there anything that Charlie Ostrom looks to improve on or is it just being better as a whole
1: definitely being better as a whole but like specifically I think the two things I've been trying to work on this summer is just like first being like a better leader Um, reaching out to all the freshmen making sure everyone's working hard reaching out to the guys who maybe slack off more during the offseason and trying to get them to make sure that they're on their stuff and I think second just working on like my maybe my defensive focus because I was obviously so attack minded last year that I want to make sure that like pro teams, um, know that I can still defend because I know I'm still a good defender, but it's just like making sure I can like turn that switch from offense to defense quicker.
0: So if say, say I erase soccer from your background, what sort of things do you think you would be pursuing right now? If, cause obviously, you know, there's gotta be something, uh, uh, major wise uh what what sort of things would you pursue you think
1: um i'm currently i'm a business major mm-hmm. and um i don't know if that's exactly what i would be doing but i do enjoy like uh like the real estate and kind of helping people with like consulting stuff like maybe like as a financial advisor i feel like that'd be fun but uh i also like talking about like maybe politics i feel like that's interesting to me and, uh, yeah, I think I'd just be traveling a lot more if I wasn't playing soccer. Cause I love to travel too.
0: Well, in both real estate and politics, I'm sure you know, you're in a good area for that up here. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, no, I appreciate, uh, you have it coming on, um, for those who don't know, this was, Charlie has been a busy guy. Uh, I think I tried reaching out before the tournament and then the tournament comes on and obviously it can't bar- bother him during the tournament. So it was cool to get this set up, um, is there anything that you, you want to promote? I always put socials down in the uh, description of these. Um, I know it'll be exciting to get more people back in the stands. Cause I believe it was just family and uh, maybe close friends if anything um, yeah. in the stands. So um, that'll be exciting to get back this upcoming year. Um, is there anything that you want to put out there, whether it's uh, coming to the games or just anything that you want to put in the world?
1: Yeah, I just I think we just definitely appreciate when uh people come to the games because it just like helps create part of that atmosphere and just like love playing and I think it I think it drives me to work harder when I see fans there. So I think just come out to the games if you can.
0: That is one thing I learned from my time at O'Day is to make sure you go to the events you can because that is something that I really enjoyed. And especially I think everybody can attest to that having last year should take advantage of going to these games. So, and this is a pretty good program. I mean, I'm not just BSing either. You know, like he said, Elite eight's pretty damn good. Obviously that's not what you want to stop at, but this has been a good program for years. So wouldn't hurt to go support the other guy named Charlie here. Um, <laughs> just mess around, but yeah, no, it's good. To, good to have you on and uh, excited, really excited for next year. Um, like you were saying, guys, so many a good amount of guys coming back. I don't know how many guys are we losing this year?
1: Um, I think just one, Cole Grimsby, because he, uh, he left for a job, which is completely understandable.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, just even losing one guy, too, and obviously, you know, best of luck in his endeavors, but getting those guys back, I'm sure, is a big plus, and like you were saying, making sure that they're on top of your game, but also, like you've been doing, making sure to take some time off for yourself. I don't know. Maybe uh, – I don't know if it would work, but try to and see if and uh can get you out to the Sounders game again. But, uh, yeah, no, I appreciate having you on and excited for next year. And I hope you enjoy uh, your off-season here. Thank you. Baba Bowie.